welcome back to Some Like It Pop, our bi-weekly podcast on pop culture. I'm Pop Crush Managing Editor Samantha Vincenti. I'm Ali Zubiak, the Associate Editor at Pop Crush. And I'm a senior writer named Matt Donnelly for Pop Crush. Bradley is not here today no. because oh. he's he doesn't watch TV. He watched Stranger Things, <laughs> but we're not talking about that today. Not. Today, not today, we're talking about... We could have talked about Stranger Things, but we're not. I haven't, I haven't finished it. Okay, so well, then we can't. Can. I quite enjoyed it, but anyway. No spoilers. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> there are other massive TV events to discuss. There yes. are. Timely. Way more timely. Way more timely. Specifically, two things. The Bachelorette finale and the Hills reunion. Which were Monday and Tuesday nights, respectively. Correct. Correct. So... Monday night. Let's start with the Bachelorette finale, yeah, which Allie and I watched. Um, we kind of we devoted a whole. You can find it on our YouTube Pop Crush page. We devoted a whole separate chat to the hometown visits and sort of vented our grievances with JoJo's taste in men and her selections, yep. which sort of came to fruition in this finale. Which, from my maybe it's that I was searching for things on Twitter specifically, but from a really cursory review and from the poll that we had on our site, mm-hmm. Robbie was the favorite to win right. and win, win JoJo's heart, I guess. <laughs> but he didn't. But he so. didn't. But he didn't. Turns out she just, as she did say repeatedly, the thing that she liked the most about Robbie was how in love with her he was. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Right? I mean, she that, said it's hearing a lot. that for the first time that is, that just hits you in a certain way. Yeah, it was very much like I love how he loves me. Kind yeah. Of thing. Well, she did say that she was falling in love with him. Remember when she told his mom that she did? Mm, we knew that was going to come back to bite her in the ass. Of course it did. And then also during the finale, there were two separate sections of it. They're in Thailand, first of all. Still, like right. the last time with the fantasy suites. That's the sex episode. <laughs> and everyone tunes in for it's like a conjugal visit for tv yeah basically and then but with, with way more candles right. so many more candles sure. and then they both had their separate both the jordan and robbie they both met jojo's family who i really wanted to meet jojo's family and have it all explained to me why she is the way she is <laughs> specifically in how unrealistic she is about love and relationships right, which she is majorly but they seemed pretty normal. Yeah, they were normal, especially her dad. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like some domineering. I mean, I thought he was going to look like an older version of all of the men that she chose right, in her final right, five. Of course. Who all look exactly like. It's true. He looked nothing like them. Yeah, he didn't. He was like a I little mean, he was a white old guy. man. Yeah, just like- right. You, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen too much of it other than a few clips you guys are showing me, but they are sort of your quintessential like quote-unquote all-american conservative value type family is that correct um no they weren't really were they i mean her mom is persian isn't she oh she was great her mom she was, was great. great i really liked her mom a lot it's so puzzling that her mom was so cool and jojo is not yeah. so cool <laughs> at all and she kept having a look on her face of love but of oh my daughter yeah, like you could tell she thought she was kind of a sweet, silly fool, her right? Daughter. Because she is. Yeah, she is going on the Bachelorette to find love at twenty five. At twenty five, repeatedly 
And I guess it seemed like maybe they never had an honest conversation about what that entails because she's still even in the and this is jumping ahead, but even in the after the rose chat when she finally so she rejects Robbie on the beach. He really thought he won, too. He really thought it was going to be him. I actually felt bad for him. Because his face just fell. Right. And he and in the voiceover, of course, it was like, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to yeah. go and propose to her. She's going to say yes. She's going to tell her, tell me uh, she loves me finally. And then, of course, you're like, no, that's not what's going to happen or else they wouldn't be telegraphing. Exactly. Oh. So then, you know, she's like, he starts to get down on one knee. She's like, don't. <laughs> and sends him packing. And then Jordan and Jojo are their chemistry antimatter together. They <laughs> and then they get engaged and America's like, oh, okay. And then yeah. in the after the rose ceremony, she finally talks to Robbie again for the first time after months and seemed like a monster to me. And I had no <laughs> allegiance to Robbie before at all, but he keeps being like, "Well, I mean, did you ever feel the same way?" In again, in the show, she was like, I'm holding nothing back. I'm really into this. Right. Yeah. And she was like, no, not really. I mean, I loved how you loved me, but... Oh, God. So painful. This has sort of always been my confusion with the show. I totally understand if there have been certain seasons where, you know, you do really need that amount of time to get to the end, to whittle it down, whatever. But I feel like in some cases, there is such a thing, if not love at first sight, at least like a connection at first sight. And if you sort of know even halfway through the show that identifiably there's one person with whom you click above everyone else can't you just like Send stop production i mean you're just playing everyone else for fools but at that point but for it's a weeks television and weeks and weeks. show matt what i know but how think? would that not make her go crazy that is the yeah, giant leap that you are expected to make as a bachelor or bachelorette okay. viewer there's is a sp- suspension, mm, suspension of reality suspension of reality and then also you know you have to be the sort of person that believes that someone can be a quote unquote in love with and I use that very loosely yeah. because again this show is taped over a five to seven week period right which, which is nothing right I would need about two days to pick out four people from right. 25 people I would need five days I would need group dates I would need one on one dates <laughs> that's what I'm saying maybe it's not instantaneous but it would not take this long right so I don't mean to dive into the fundamentals of the show obviously it's very popular it's been around for a long time well the, and also it's kind of a paradox in a way because yeah it wouldn't take that long to know that you would want to continue dating one mm-hmm. to four people but then it's then this immediate jump to the engagement thing right and just the dismissive nature of her saying that to the second place guy that's what just sort of um stood out to me just like even this if even the second place guy didn't you know have a chance and like it's all seems... Not even close, it seems. Not yeah. even close. And he just and he keeps being like, Did you ever regret it? Do you ever think about picking me instead? And she's just like, Gosh, that's so hard to answer. I'm just so happy right now. I mean, you know <laughs> Which fair enough. I don't know how you're supposed to answer that question, yeah. especially right. on national TV. Yeah, imagine yes, I have regrets about who I <laughs> who I chose. Which I'm sure she probably does now. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, I would hope that she can kind of see what Jordan has said, like see through the way that he phrases everything. He phrases everything in very, very couched language, couched impersonal language. Very vague terms. On the, he would be like, "Yeah, if if I'm thinking about taking a knee to do that proposal, (laughs) maybe." He used the word "maybe" for sure in the last episode. Yeah, he just kind of does talk about it like he's 
talking about another game mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. He's not into it. He's just not. You can tell. No. And I would say, I, I would say, and I've watched several other seasons of both The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and as forced as the entire concept is, there is like a modicum of human emotion in some seasons <laughs> that I did not see in this season. Wow. I feel like. This Maybe is, you did. I've never, well, no. Of actual I, connection. I didn't. Really no, I really, any... I really didn't, especially between Jordan and JoJo. I mean, I definitely had a feeling that he was going to win from the very first yeah, episode. Which took all the excitement out right, of it. Right, that killed it completely. But I was genuinely hoping that she would send them both home. <laughs> Even though I knew she wouldn't do that. One I of them has done that truly, before, right? I don't know. I think one person I think does. so, but she would never do that in a okay. thousand years. Yeah, she would never. Yeah, she'd have. rather just pick someone who's not into her. Unoffensive. Yeah, she wanted that ring. Like a bizarre fixation. I mean, that was my biggest problem with the season was that all three of them, and I said this in my recap, all three of them were just really wanted to win this thing. Like There was two former competitive athletes who both spoke about it, especially Robbie, who, you know, I do believe had feelings for JoJo, but he from very early on was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to win this thing. I am seeing myself as a winner. Why would anyone not already yeah, see themselves self-proclaimed as a front runner? <laughs> about it in strange. those terms is very strange. I he, feel like the genuineness would come from talking about the person and not the whole production. And he did yeah. talk about her, especially particularly towards the end, but he just had this sort of like zealot's eye burning intensity with this eye on the prize. That was Jojo. That's so weird. And then I can't help but read Jordan as someone who is out to use this as a stepping stone. That's exactly how he comes across. And then Jojo wanted to win the engagement ring and in theory a husband, but mm-hmm. I don't even think she's thought that long about what that means yet. So now that the cameras are down, what have they won if not each other? Like what what does he even do? What does he well, want to do? Well, I think Jordan landed some kind of... He did. A, he landed a gig at SEC ESPN. I don't, yeah, that's a I don't know division what that, that is. I don't understand. Some sports thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because of the show, yeah. It's a sports thing. Gotcha. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing sports stuff definitely because of the show. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, she can parlay it into other ABC appearances, <laughs> yeah. bachelorette related things. Ben she Higgins. She can keep it going for a while. Right. Ben Higgins, the, the man who initially rejected her, which is why she was the bachelorette, right. now has his own reality show or, or will i think it's coming up yeah with his mm-hmm. the other woman who he chose instead and they also they were on the after the rose special and granted they've been at this for a longer time on the press trail and everything but they their behavior approximated warm human behavior <laughs> in a way that was jarringly different when they were directly interacting with jordan and jojo right. at the end yeah that was weird also robbie calling jojo joelle too much over Joelle. and over, but only within the last two episodes, which felt forced and weird. It felt forced. It felt like an unwanted lower back touch. And I would vouch that she felt the same. Probably. Because she didn't pick Robbie. Because she wasn't into him. Was it like a forced formality because he was removing himself from like the relationship sphere with her? Was it just like, I'm no. not going to endear you with this nickname it anymore? It was more like he, that was like his nickname was using her full proper name. So Joelle. strange and like possessive it was, almost. It was yeah. just, it came off weird. I mean, most things Robbie did came off as bizarre to me and like unappealing <laughs> entirely me too showing up at her house oh god that when she was, was midway worst. through her date with someone else yeah that was gross that was i mean romantic. i'm sure the producers egged him on but yeah he didn't have sure. to do it you should go there go to her <laughs> <laughs> and 
anyway, so that was the disappointing finale of The Bachelorette. It was very disappointing. And JoJo, break up with him. <laughs> JoJo, if you're out there, <laughs> definitely the listening. For, for Joel slash JoJo. <laughs> if you need help, blink once into the camera <laughs> when you're on Dancing with the Stars in a year. So, moving on to the other most important television event yeah, of the week. Yeah, from JoJo to LC. Uh, do you want to take this away? Licensed hillologist, yeah. Matt? <laughs> so, Tuesday night, MTV aired a special called That Was Then, This Is Now, in which Lauren Conrad sort of like chronicled the show since it premiered 10 years ago um, and sort of what she's been up to since then, which has included... Designing two fashion lines and getting married to the former uh, band member of something corporate, who is now a lawyer. Oh, it is was, he a corporate lawyer? <laughs> it's hard to say. He sat in on one of her meetings, so he is possibly a corporate lawyer. Um, a lot of, a lot of business dealings, but um, good for her. It is. She seems to be. It, she's always sort of functioned to me in TV as like, and she said as much. Basically, it was like she's. Not an intellect, but she just sort of like seemed very sharp the whole time. Yeah. She is very aware of like the purpose she serves. Yeah. And it's amazing that she's somehow turned her stint on the hills in Laguna Beach into like an actual lifestyle brand. Yeah. You know? Of course, I was more inclined to enjoy the uh, cut footage of her like freaking out at the bars and stuff. As oh, I'm that sure was you were so too. good. I thought one of the things I thought was grossest was when <laughs> she revealed the point at which the show sort of uh, went from being sort of real to manufactured which was when producers who didn't like that she was single started pressuring her to date her friends oh and yeah one in particular Brody Brody the kiss when they tried yeah. to get her to, yeah because she said something about how they had seen them kiss off camera and then they wanted them to do it on camera. And so she agreed to do it. And she was just cringing the entire time. It was really awkward to watch. There was, yeah, there was a scene which viewers are familiar with where Brody leans in and kisses her. And then they sort of kept showing unaired footage after that in which he turns to producers and says, is that enough? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so, and it was, it was just like really troubling. It was. It was terrible. And she said they had no chemistry. She thought it was cute, but that was the long and short of it. So, And the thing I kind of liked about her is she... she Gave them an inch and then that was it. And then mm -hmm. they sort of existed on the show together and she sort of just cut that relationship short. But I was... The how whole, old were they at the time? How old were they? 20, 20 or 21. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, and then there was another instance in which they... Uh, there's a famous... Famous for the show. There's a scene where she's riding around on the back of a motorcycle around Paris with this like romantic stranger who she oh, just yeah. met, who of course they cast for her. <laughs> and she remembers seeing that the producers had told him to try to kiss her and she didn't want to. And there's this whole scene where she's trying to like dodge a kiss from him. Oh and my just God, that was very also very awkward. Gross. It was yeah. gross. Because she had told them specific, because she saw someone's phone light up and say, Oh, he's going to kiss her. I told him to do it. And then she told someone else that she didn't want to. And so the guy was like, okay, he won't. But then they still like pushed it to happen. And so then the actor or whatever he is, I don't know. Yeah. He was a French guy who smoked cigarettes yeah. and he was surly. He just like, he keeps trying to lean in for a kiss. And, and she's just like, I had a great time. Thanks. Text she literally runs away up a she set does. of stairs. But then they twist yeah. the footage. They add romantic music. And it looks like <laughs> Beauty and the Beast in which she's like scaling these stairs and like turning back over her shoulder to like reminisce about the beautiful night she's had. It's really amazing what editing can do. Yeah. I didn't even know. I mean, I watched the show when it was on. I wrote about it for a while at MTV. And I had no idea that this was how it 
I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew that it wasn't entirely legit, but I didn't think it was that staged. I was, I was not a viewer and I came into it at the very end. So maybe that's why. I mean, just by came into it, I mean, I was literally would be flipping channels and it would be on on a marathon. That's what I mean by that. And it always seemed very, very scripted to me. Like they were basically reading cue cards. At the end, it was. At the end, it yeah. was completely obvious. So I think that's part of why I could never. I'm not. I was just about to say I'm not a huge reality person. We just talked <laughs> we about just the Bachelor for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm very selective, I'll say, in my not discriminating, selective in yeah. my reality show watching. I like that I'm the common denominator in both of these shows. Yeah. <laughs> Allie wants any old garbage. <laughs> That's I'm, not true. Are you going to watch Bachelorette in Paradise or Bachelor in Paradise? I'm, I can't. I just yeah, can't. I'm going to watch the trailer. I'm very intrigued by that. Definitely watch the trailer. Great trailer. It's out now. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed though that the rest of the cast was not around. Did you did you watch the I commercial did. break stuff? Yeah. So wait, who did they talk it. to then? It was just Lauren. It was just oh, Lauren. Okay. But then there were everything. interstitial segments where Whitney, Stephanie, Brody, and Heidi talked. Uh, they just they delivered 100 facts. 100 Hills facts you didn't know, but oh. you knew like 60 of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing of these facts you didn't know lists. And one of them, which is unspoken, but you learned from Stephanie Pratt speaking, was that she um, has an English accent now. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so affected. So fake. I don't understand where that even came. She lives in London now. Yeah. So That's suddenly she has an accent. It's a thing. It's a real thing. It's the, not with her. It's Madonna, Madonna disease. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, one of the sort of like humanizing things that I actually thought was encouraging in a strange way was when Lauren was talking about uh, dumping her ex-boyfriend Jason in a scene that people remember. I think it was like the first episode of season two. She goes to drop off all of his crap at his house and she's crying. And of course, as a viewer, you're just like, oh, she's very sad. Mm -hmm. Um, They just broke up, you know, the general uh, sadness that would come with that. And she sort of revealed in the special that her tears were more concerned that she saw him and he was not sober. And of course, he had a history with addiction. So she was just worried that by dumping him that she was basically setting him down this like winding, terrible path right. in which he would eventually wind up dead. Yeah, that was really shocking to me yeah, that it was that heavy. happened. I mean, everyone knew that he had issues, but I didn't know that they would ever reveal something like that after the fact. Yeah. I wonder how he feels knowing that that's out there now. <laughs> but she ties it up in a bow. She's kind of like, oh, but he's married and sober now. And you're like, yeah, but. She's so diplomatic. Yeah. I don't know. She talked about finding him at bars and three in the morning and having to pick him up. And yeah, getting phone calls to like drag him out from somewhere and like drive him home or which is very depressing. Yeah. It was. It's like, wow, you gave up Paris for this? <laughs> the girl who didn't go to Paris and had to pick up her unconscious boyfriend on the floor of a bar. That is a very 20, 21 year old lesson though. Yeah. Yeah. That's realistic. That's more realistic than I would have guessed for the Hills. <laughs> Yeah, it was the, real. she, she yeah. sort of said as much, too, which is like the phenomenon is that the show keeps airing each summer in these marathons and it's the sort of the sentiment doesn't get old because young people sort of go through the same thing every year mm-hmm. or a new generation of young people. So. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I'm also sad that Spencer didn't make an appearance. <laughs> I'm surprised, actually, that he wasn't part of the. I know. He sort of whole, feeds off of this type of stuff. He really does. Maybe he fought with someone. He was live tweeting the Bachelorette finale last night. Was he really? So he's pretty busy. <laughs> Got a lot going on. Cosmo column, I think. His right? crystals. Oh yeah, yeah, he does have a Cosmo column. Neither or Kristen wasn't there either. Oh, neither was Audrina. A damn shame. 
We I were, can't believe yeah, this. We had an incomplete an incomplete team here. Wow. And they of course Whitney took the chance to call Lady Cat Lady Gaga's costume ugly. She appeared on the show in a season and oh, they had yeah. to fix her cat suit. Wait, Lady Gaga was on a season? Before was, like yeah. a year before she was famous, she was um getting styled by Lauren and Whitney when they were interns for Teen Vogue and interns. Her, yeah. Like fake interns. <laughs> and her cat suit broke, so they had to fix it. And <laughs> but how did they fix it? It was just like Lauren. Nothing. The zipper was just up. like cut That's on the all. side. Yeah. <laughs> it looked really intense. The very first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, look at this. And then I just rewatching it, I was like, wait a second. The zipper just got caught. There's nothing but thrilling they're, about it. They're heroes in my opinion. So was your gullibility like a mixture of your youth, lack of savvy that you have now about reality show mm. producer conventions and everyone's lack of savvy? Not your just personal, but like I think those were the conventions that were being I mean, The Bachelor did a lot of them, too. But like, mm-hmm. well, the thing is that they weren't conventions at the time, which is right. sort of yeah. what Lauren talked about a lot, which yeah, I thought was exactly. super interesting, which was like at least in the first or couple of seasons, these were very organic things that were happening and maybe they would have to talk about them a second time or maybe they would have to plan camera schedules but they were all pretty organic to what was going on are those the same producers as the real world and no i don't think so develop is very different yeah but yeah i think it was a combination of being young and also just having no idea that it would be twisted in that way by outside forces I just did. I just figured it was. I don't know. It seemed seemed pretty realistic. Like, oh, she goes to Teen Vogue to get an internship. She gets it, even <laughs> though her outfit was terrible. I'll never forget that. I just remember thinking the the cameras seemed too cinematic, and of course, this would have to be the result of like a very professional set of mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like something like the Real World, like you mentioned, the cameras you could sort of tell were more a docu setup, where they were just sort of like running around frantically and. You know, the shots weren't always as smooth. And in these shows, it just always looks so perfect. So I did like in the when Lauren was talking to her parents and she was they were like, oh, she was so nervous. She wasn't going to get the Teen Vogue internship, even though we were like, Lauren, like, trust me, you got it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Everyone in the office it. was miked. Like, yeah, they exactly. Knew. Like, it, it wasn't even a real internship. But Lauren, like, genuinely was terrified that she wasn't going to get it. And I thought that was really charming. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that like sort of spoke to like the early naivete yeah. where it seemed real, even if it wasn't all the time. I think she thought it was, was yeah, real, which exactly. made it seem real. Yeah. Well, I guess 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we'll see the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> It'll still be going. She's like Kim. Kylie's like, I didn't even want to do lip fillers. They just made me. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait for that expose. It will also be called That Was Then. This Is Now. <laughs> all right. Well, you're all caught up. Yep. Um, so that's it for this week's Some Like It Pop. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pop Crush. Subscribe on iTunes, Some Like It Pop. Look at our YouTube, Pop so Crush. Many fun videos. <laughs> Don't look at our Instagram at Pop Crush. I'm just trying reverse oh. psychology. <laughs> I want to now. Yeah, Snapchat, Pop Crush Snap. Make sure you add, oh, snaps. Really? Even the Instagram the with the new Snapchat like feature. <laughs> How about try that one? That's true. Yeah. Oh right, Snapchat. Instagram is trying to be Snapchat now. Tell everyone. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.